Welcome everybody to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And in this episode we'll be talking about something that was suggested by a fan. Her name is Malina Rosan and I appreciate her personal um conversation with me. I really really do appreciate her talking to me about this. and it encouraged me so much to talk about this topic which is what kind of tips and advice um that well actually suggest she suggested two but at this point i only have one prepared so i'll i will prepare the next um topic as soon as possible okay but um One thing that she recommended talking about and that she also had a personal problem with is how to not attract a narcissist in our lives. And basically, you know, attraction really is I think from my personal point of view, I would say it would be out of our control. Yes, we can do things like we can take care of ourselves, we can take care of our bodies. We can be amazing human beings, we can be empathetic, we can be understanding, we can be funny, we can be attractive, angry sometimes, moody sometimes, you know, unforgiving, harsh a lot of, you know, a lot of times or sometimes. Um, but that's you know only on us like what we can control is what's in our in our bodies and what's within us we can't do much as far as attraction and what people find attractive in us that's gonna make them want to bond with us you know so well but you know um sometimes we let's say are put in this position where the right person has us the right person is attracted to us and other times we fall into traps and it's a mistake where well it doesn't feel like a mistake first because everything is so charming and so beautiful on the surface and in the beginning um it's mesmerizing and hypnotizing to the point where well we think to ourselves maybe this is actually the fir- the perfect partner for us you know but the longer we stay with this person and the more we get used to spending time with them they sort of change and we see this change and this sort of person becoming another person in front of us and we question ourselves and we think that it's our fault okay well that's the problem okay because it's partly our fault and it's partly theirs well let's say that mostly okay um and this is the problem narcissists like authentic nice empathetic genuine ambitious strong-willed people okay they like those people 
And the reason why, of course, they don't like everybody. They have a specific kind of um, um, checklist that they demand in someone. And when they see that all those are checked, they're going to go ahead and talk to that person and engage in charming, seductive conversations or even a relationship um, that is full of love and charm and gifts and texts and sex even. And it's just so mesmerizing in the beginning. But that's the trap that they set. Okay? Well, um... I hope at this point I haven't, you know, uh, talked in blah 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 tone. I hope I made some sort of sense. Because at this point I'm going to be talking about this, you know, how to not attract a narcissist. Um, in by depending on two articles. Okay, so the first one is inspired from insider.com and this article is entitled four types of people narcissists are attracted to now i only focused on the bullet points here because the rest is all long and too long for me to read and focus on so it's just you know um uh you know taking less time so the four they didn't mention exactly what four types of people are but we can get the gist from these bullet points. So they said here, narcissists are attracted to certain types. Definitely certain types. They're not attracted to all types of people. Okay, some people actually will refute them. Some types will not be attracted to them. Sometimes will some some types will not attract them, the narcissist. So they're really selective when it comes to the type of person they're choosing and um, preying on. So they're using it, they're using them as a prey. Because remember, the narcissist is a sneaky, subtle predator. Okay. Um, rather than a weak, vulnerable person or people, they tend to go for the strong-willed and talented. Okay, this is, and this is the third uh, bullet point I made. This is because they see it as a challenge and they will find more entertainment in in taking down someone impressive. Well, yeah, they will not seek someone who's vulnerable and weak because that would be a, a boring challenge, you know. They will soon leave that person or even worse they won't even engage in a serious relationship with that person so the boring aspect of someone who is vulnerable and weak and um coming out coming from a position of weakness is not going to be attractive or challenging to the narcissist because there's nothing to take down, essentially. Because they're already defeated, okay? They're already beaten down. So there's nothing to beat anyway. So it makes sense 
for the narcissist to target people that are talented, um, strong-willed, ambitious, and even with more humanistic characteristics like empathetic or understanding or loving or honest. You know, they, they, they target these people for their own narcissistic supply and especially to inflate their ego even more so that they appear and and this is the narcissist like the whole world revolves around the narcissist so it's not the partner who's gonna be you know um who's gonna have the spotlights focus on the spotlight is gonna focus on the narcissist because the narcissist is the one who's going to have the most compliments and praise because of their partner. So obviously they're going to take credit for their partner's um, success, ambition, you know, job or whatever. Yeah, basically it's narcissist. So the world revolves, oh my god that word, revolves around the narcissist and another bullet point they mentioned is they are also attracted to people who reflect well on themselves they like to show off their partner in public definitely put on a show in public and and impress everybody with what they have this pet that they raise and abuse them behind the scenes, or as I put it, behind closed doors. And ultimately, it's all about control. It's all about asserting dominance and control over the victim, over the uh, abused. So now, let's get into the second juicy, delicious article, which is going to talk about this topic in a more sort of like realistic way how to not attract a narcissist this article is inspired from mindbodygreen.com and it's entitled five reasons you're attracting narcissists and how to stop it or how to stop number one is reason number one is because you have narcissistic parents now we know how much childhood is important when it comes to building your personality when it comes to building you as a person building your identity and who you are and parents other than siblings will play a huge part in that they will be the masons who are gonna build your shape who are gonna shape and mold you to something that's gonna stand and that's gonna withstand rain and bad weather and storms and even strong hot days and sun so just like that you know building you're gonna be that person as well they're gonna build you gradually and mold you and shape you into this beautiful thing okay but okay sometimes Parents will not be there, okay? It's unfortunate for people who have narcissistic parents. 
And narcissistic parents contribute in a huge part in emotionally destroying their children. And I talked about the Ten Commandments of a narcissistic family. I talked about the narcissistic uh, family roles, the scapegoat, the golden child, the lost child, and recently the flying monkey, and earlier also the enablers, if you want to talk about, I mean, check those episodes, go ahead and do it. But in summary, and I haven't copied any word that she said, this is going to be my personal interpretation of it uh, in this article. So, even if you have narcissistic parents, this doesn't mean that the problem is necessarily genetic, okay? Because narcissism is most likely, okay? I don't know if there are studies that determine if narcissistic personality disorder and any other personality disorder, basically, if it's genetic. I think most likely it's not genetic. It's dependent on the environment where the child is raised. So if it's not genetic, then it's based on the environment, definitely. If you have narcissistic parents, again, it doesn't mean that you're going to be necessarily narcissistic, okay? Because it's not necessarily genetic, okay? It's environment-based, so it really depends on how your parents raised you and if they loved you unconditionally or if they abused you. So uh, the author in this article talked about the concept of familiarity. And with familiarity, we cling to actually a whole lot to relationships which feel extremely familiar and that feel like we know it. And since narcissistic parents show us the false kind of love and the false kind of um, attention and affection, we think that what we have been raised in is actually, quote-unquote, conditional love, when it's not. But because it's familiar, and because we've been raised in that environment, it feels so familiar that that false notion of love that is also displayed by our romantic partner is what we should bond with. The reason why, again, it's because it's familiar. Something that is healthy, something that is genuine, that is mutual, that is compassionate, that is understanding, that is empathetic, feels so foreign to us. It feels so weird and we're not used to it and we therefore avoid it because it's not familiar. And because the environment we've been raised in is toxic and it's full of shame and guilt uh, ridden, okay, and because it's emotionally destructive, it feels extremely familiar and comfortable. That's why we tend to want these people. We tend to lean into, lean towards, or should I say lean on? Okay, so kind of, you know, you get the gist. We get to attract these people, these narcissists in our lives. And finally, I put another um, 
small note here is a repetition of previous relationships with similar or identical patterns. We tend to want to repeat previous relationships which have similar or even identical patterns of behavior, of speech, of talk, of thought, of feeling, patterns, okay? If the patterns are the same or if they have a, some sort of a similarity between them, we tend to want to stay in them because, again, they feel familiar and therefore comfortable. So that's why, essentially, it's because we have narcissistic parents that are that the relationship that we've been raised in feels so familiar and sorry comfortable that we attract these people and we want to build a relationship with these narcissists unfortunately uh reason number two is you have an empathetic personality or should i say you are an empathic uh empathetic person and you usually turn to others' emotions. You really feel, you tune into others' emotions very efficiently and very well. And you tend to just seek the state, the mental and physical state of others. And you really want to help out others who feel bad or who feel good. You know, you're always tuning in to the atmosphere around you to the mood um and also narcs love to take advantage of that they love to take advantage of the fact that you are going to be someone who's warm who's emotional who tunes into other people's emotions real quickly and really fast and efficiently that they're going to take advantage of that because, again, the world revolves around the narcissist. So, they're going to absorb that from you. They're going to take all that they can take and you leave you dry. Remember how I talked about narcissists are uh, vampires and their energy suckers? And how I also talked about nine ways... It's difficult for daughters coming from narcissistic parents to date. So if you're really interested in listening to those episodes, please do, because this is very familiar and I talked about this. But because you're an empathetic person, back to this um, article here, because or since you turn into others' emotions and feelings and since you care about others, that's where the narcissist is going to not hesitate to take advantage of the situation and suck you dry okay problem okay so reason number three is you have low self-esteem and let me tell you something about low self-esteem It's not your fault, okay? The emotional destruction that you've been through, the shame, uh, how do we say it? The shame-driven 
guilt-ridden system you've been raised in is gonna automatically contribute to you having low self-esteem coming from the narcissistic toxic environment of your family or more precisely your own parents i hate to say it i really really hate to say it but it's just so swept under the rug like topics like these must be talked about and must be exposed okay it's not just you know kind of like because it's bloodline and because it's your parents you should never really talk about them that badly it shouldn't be something like that you know god is gonna burn you in hell if you do that no i mean these things happen and people commit suicide because of their own parents and their own narcissistic families it's not something easy you know it's not something to sweep under the rug and pretend that it's nothing you know it's garbage no this is serious and low self-esteem is well it's different from being insecure okay being insecure relies on looking for validation from other people all the time all the time and the narcissist will do that the narcissists are extremely and deeply insecure that they'll find whatever kind of flaw in them even as tiny as a little pimple or the how 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 big their nose is or how small their lips are or how big their jawlines are or whatever is something as superficial as that they'll find it very extremely troubling troublesome and they will compare themselves to others and they will want to seek that in them like they want to have what others have you know uh, like they want it like they wanted they wanted they want it so bad and that's the thing is it's different from low self-esteem okay um so here are my points with low self-esteem there's history of abuse trauma bullying or identity issues are on attraction to narcs oh sorry uh issues are an attraction to narcs definitely okay if there's if you have a history of abuse trauma bullying or identity issues that's gonna be attractive to narcissists they're gonna oh and this is also what's gonna lead into it narcs will come along as prince charming and as a superhero of some kind to save your ass okay they will pretend they will put a sh- put on a show they will act they will be so charming so overwhelming so tense just like christian gray in 50 shades of gray i hate that movie but more more so like that and you're gonna believe their story you're gonna believe their fake intention in wanting to help you but remember okay it's it's time that's gonna reveal the ugly truth remember if you like um come from a vulnerable position a vulnerable state where you've had 
a history of of abuse and trauma and identity issues for example time you know when you get used to this person and you know um time will pass you will see how that mask is gonna fall off and how those things that you've been sharing with this nurse narcissist is gonna be used against you if if you for any way shape or reason or somehow some way someday you decide to challenge them or go against their will or do something differently you know other than their way remember how i always say it's it's either their way or the highway well this time you decide to go for the highway watch out just watch your back okay watch your back in reality, a narcissist will use your insecurities to inflate their ego and keep you under control. Right. Um, I think also, I'm, I'm not going to be opposing what I said earlier, that low self-esteem is different from insecurities. I think also that low self-esteem is a reason for insecurities, I think. I don't know. Low self-esteem causes people to have insecurities. I think it makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, so, yeah. Nurses will not hesitate to use your insecurities to their advantage. Okay? To get more narcissistic supply. To, to put on a show. To, to, to... To pretend and act like this hero that's really impressive to the neutral outside eye, okay, in public. But remember, you're going to be abused behind closed doors, behind the scenes. Just watch out, okay? Um, number four, reason number four is you deny your own needs. And this is a huge, huge problem, okay? Listen, you have, you have to have needs, man. You do, okay? You have to have needs and you have to say them out loud and express them. And if the person you're with is complaining and constantly rolling their eyes or giving you this um how do we, how do we say it um bitchy body language that they're just like ignoring you or they're pretending they're not listening to you or they're silent treating you or stonewalling you for saying and expressing your needs loudly leave okay you you're you're better off with it without this person trust me if you if your needs are not met, if this person keeps complaining or keeps bitching and moaning about why you should even exp why you have even need why you even have needs in the first place, leave. This person is not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Just letting you know. Okay, so here are my tiny little bullet points. 
If you deny your needs, that means you're being senseless. And being senseless is only gonna backfire, trust me. You don't wanna be too nice. Okay, some people don't deserve to be... Don't deserve niceness around them. They deserve some sort of beating, some sort of... How do we say it? In my culture, we say they they need a red eye. A red eye, okay? They need a red eye and some strictness, okay? You don't need to be nice with these people. Stop being selfless. Stop. Forgetting one's own needs. Don't. Please don't. Don't. Do not. No. Um, if you deny your own needs, this will help narcissists inflate their ego, emphasize their self-centeredness, and being full of themselves. Yes. And it'll also emphasize or amplify the narc's well-intended priority of their needs above all else. Trust me. If it's the narcissist needs, you're excluded. Okay? It's the narcissist needs above all else. You don't matter. Why even bother mentioning them? Okay? So be careful. Ex- especially about nar- uh, around narcissists. And you, the victim, will sink then in deep in the deep ocean of needs and exhaust yourself in the process. Because their needs are never going to end. Their needs are going to be accumulating. like, And they'll go from small to bigger to bigger to bigger to huge to immersive to enormous to deadly. You know, they, they'll, they will make sure that their needs are gradually getting larger in size, getting larger in priority, and it's gradual. It's really subtle and gradual. You never know what you're dealing with at first, okay? But the longer you stay with this person, the, the, the more screwed up you'll be. Because this thing is really tricky and it's really hard to tell. Because it takes a long time to figure stuff out, this stuff out. And it takes years for people to come out and realize the amount of abuse they've been through. Because it's so swept under the rug and it's so subtle. And it's just almost undetectable. That's the problem with narcissistic abuse. Adding to the fact that it never leads, leaves any physical traces unless it begins to be physical. Okay. And finally, reason number five is they make you feel good. This is the love bombing stage. And I talked about love bombing, the 10 signs of love bombing you must be careful of. In that episode, if you really want to go ahead and listen to those, please do. You're very welcome. They make you feel good and the feel-good factor in a narcissistic relationship is a huge, huge factor in you being an attraction of narcissists, okay? Remember what I said about the 
familiar relationships and how comfortable they feel. If they do feel like that, if the false notion of love has been that has been shown by our parents is something that we do that we held so dearly and we worshipped all our childhood growing up, that's gonna also feel good in romantic relationships. Okay? This is like I said in the love bombing phase. Um, they will fill you with excess, suffocating attention and gifts, and shower you with endless compliments, and you get addicted. It's not only that, it's also the, the trick with love bombing and how you know you're dealing with a narcissist and a, nar- and a potentially narcissistic relationship rather than a healthy one. Look at how fast things move. If things are moving way too fast for you, be careful. Okay, that's a huge red flag right there. If you're dealing with a healthy relationship, it's it takes time, it's slow, it's gradual, and it's both. Like it's mutual. Like the the speed at which the relationship is going is mutual for both partners, you know? It's not just one partner that wants to move in, for example, in a matter of two months. Okay? In healthy relationships, these things take time for consideration, for serious talk, for discussions, for fights even. But it really, really takes time. And the most important thing about uh, healthy relationships is that they're balanced and stable but there's also the mutual understanding from both partners. Sorry. Uh, Better than narcissistic relationships, which tend to be one-sided. One partner wants to move in in a matter of a couple of weeks or months, and it's, it's a huge red flag. Just be careful. So... And this is where we're going to get to the juicy part of this episode is how to stop attracting narcissists. Okay? This is what she suggested. And I pretty much talked about these in detail in previous episodes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure about this. So number one is, she said, set firm boundaries. Okay? Okay, I haven't dedicated a specific, like, like, a specific episode about setting boundaries, but I talked about boundaries in the personal Bill of Rights, and there are 40 of them. And those are boundaries, believe it or not. Okay? I already talked about those. Number two is work on developing rock-solid confidence, okay? Because you have low self-esteem, because you come, since you come from abusive relationships and an abusive family, you really have to work on that rock-solid confidence that you've always, always been yearning for, that has never been given to you, that has never been allowed to you, okay, for you to use. So... Build it. Work on it. Just work on building that self-confidence. Compliment yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. 
You know, say, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm confident every day. Try it. You know, it's not going to be, you know, 30-day challenge. It's a lifetime challenge. And this is sort of, um, it's not sort of, it's a way for you to make up for all that abuse, all that damage that you've been taking uh, unwillingly and that has been imposed on you. Better work on that self-confidence. Number three is hone in on a person's values. Or should I say, strongly hold your values, okay? And believe in them and act by them or just... Behave according to your values. Do not minimize them or ignore them or sacrifice them because someone else told you to, because it's inconvenient for them. Okay? Nobody is able to control what it is you believe in. As long as you believe and hold and, and truly, like, embrace and truly strongly um like believe in and maintain your values nobody's ever going to be able to take them away from you okay and you, you don't let anyone hurt you anyone can hurt you as long as you let them so don't let them don't allow it and number four is identify red flags. Please, 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 I really want you to be careful and attentive and aware of the red flags you may receive, especially at the beginning days or weeks or stages of a relationship. Beginning with the love bombing. Look at the love bombing from a neutral eye. Okay, have someone who you trust, whom you trust, who's not biased, who loves you unconditionally, or it doesn't have to be someone who loves you unconditionally. Maybe even it's even a professional counselor or a therapist or just whomever that's going to have a unbiased neutral eye and look at the, what's happening and they're and they're gonna explain to you what's going on and they're gonna give you validation if you're having suspicions if you're doubting yourself because narcissists and let me tell you something about narcissists narcissists are professional gaslighters be careful with the gaslighting be careful with the those times when you challenge them when you go against their will, when you appear as though you're their enemy, when you're wanting nothing but their best interest, when you are cutting, uh, sorry, calling out, calling them out on their BS, and they, and they're telling you, and they'll tell you how wrong you are, or how you accuse them of stuff, or how um, you're crazy, or stuff like that. Just be careful with the gaslighting. Don't fall for that. 
and the other red flags, potentially. And finally, number five, she said, avoid anyone who tries to control your behavior, feelings, thoughts, actions, etc. Just avoid anyone who tries to do that to you. And as for more tips, I actually have personal bonus tips here. Discover yourself, okay? Know yourself. Know thyself. Discover your interests, your tendencies, your what you like, what you dislike, what you agree, what you disagree with, what you believe in, what you don't want to believe in. Just discover your talents, your passions, your... Just know yourself. Know your personality. Know what you tend to do, tend to not want to do, you know. Just embrace yourself when you discover it. Because when you know yourself, no one is going to hurt you. If you know yourself the most, and I'm sure you do, I'm sure you know yourself on this planet more than anybody else does. Even if your parents claim they know you. They won't know you as much as you know you. So, work on that. Discover yourself deeply and embrace yourself for that, okay? Another tip is get to know what you tend and don't tend to toward. Uh, sorry. Get to know what you tend and don't towards. That's the way I wrote it. I hope it makes sense. It's part of also the uh, the first tip. Cut some slack, okay? Um, just don't attach. Don't get attached to people a lot. Don't depend a lot, okay? Just just cut some slack, you know. Like, how do I put it? Um. Take some breaks. You know, just cut some slack. <laughs> I guess. Um, next is give yourself some emotional, physical, sexual, uh, metaphysical, quantum, whatever breaks, okay, from toxic people. You really, really do need to take some breaks and take care of yourself. As soon as you get the chance to, okay, whenever you get the chance to, please give yourself some of those breaks. You really deserve them. Okay? Um, and even go no contact, like even cut people out if they're constantly uh, being so tedious and annoying about stuff they're being petty if they're being petty and annoying and simp like and low-key subtle and manipulative just go no contact you're better off without these people anyway so i guess we're done okay um basically uh this is it for this episode i am done i guess talking about it so i 
hope you enjoyed or learned something from this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and talking about stuff in this episode and talking about every single concept and every single idea in this episode and definitely definitely go ahead and check out the um facebook page put a like there instagram page go ahead and put a like there go ahead and check the merch also uh the patreon link um and the website they'll all be in the show notes for you to see they'll be available there so if you'd like to take a look please do and if you'd like to see this podcast thriving and successful and growing please don't hesitate to support it you'll be given a special shout out and a thank you note okay so for now Okay, because I'm working on uh, a lot of projects in the future as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or any topic you want to talk about, please don't hesitate to contact me personally via Instagram or Facebook. I'll be sure to record an episode or two if they require on a specific topic, like um Malina here did and uh, thank you again thank you thank you very very much for engaging with this podcast so far and I'll see you in the next episode